What's going on, Muppet Up, Isaac? Yeah. Uh, what do you do when Miss Piggy is sitting too close to Fozzie Bear? What do you do, Jack? You scooter. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to episode nine of nine, Muppet Up. Nine already. Yes. Time has gone by so quickly. It's beautiful. And it's beautiful to have gone through this journey with you, Jack. Thank you. I appreciate you being my co-host mm. mm-hmm. through this Muppet journey. Mm-hmm. Yep. God bless you. Thank you. I would like to make a statement. Okay. And that statement is one of regret and uh, w- w- one that leads to an apology. Okay. During our Sex and Violence special, I... Isaac Beach, the editor and co-host of Muppet Up, let slip a swear word. What swear word was it? It was the word shit. 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 That f***ing sucks. <laughs> Why did you do that? I didn't mean to, but you I was... fucking asshole. It was pointed out to me after the fact... By me? By Jack. And I have made a vow... Have this podcast be one that is family-friendly. People of all ages should be allowed and comfortable listening to this podcast, and I let them down, and I wanted to apologize, and I want to make a vow for this episode and this episode only Uh to not say a single swear word. You already have. From here on out, I will not say another swear word in this episode. Don't say it. Me not swearing on this podcast will make my job easier, and I will have to bleep less. But I want to ask you, Jack, for guidance, and I want to know what swear words could I say in lieu of where I would be saying an F or an S or a GD. You know, what Mm -hmm. can I say ass? Uh, no. Okay. Can I say what the hell? Yeah. I can say what the hell. Yeah. You're going to have to bleep it, but you can say it. <sighs> okay. I feel like if I have to bleep it, then it counts as a swear. Okay. Well, then you can't say hell. You can say, like, um, diapers. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, stupid. Uh, dead. <laughs> you can say um, short. Okay, I'll say diapers, stupid, dead, and short. Okay. Now that that's out of the way, and I apologize. I, I truly do apologize to all of the listeners that um, were offended by my previous l- uh, use of language. You say taint. I can? Yeah. I can say taint? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll try my best. I want to try a new thing with the podcast, Jack. Okay. Um, I have a book. That book is called The Muppets Character Encyclopedia. By the way, welcome to Muppet Up. Welcome to Muppet Up. Welcome we're back lis- to Muppet Up. We're listening to Mupp- you're listening to Muppet Up. Mm-hmm. Today is epi- today's episode is called Um Muppet Up Goes The Muppets Go Hollywood. Muppet Up Goes The Muppets Go Hollywood. Welcome to this episode called That. We'll be talking about the 1 hour 1979 CBS special the Muppets Go Hollywood. It was a sort of one-off television special that you can find on YouTube. And if you have not heard of this, uh, you were probably not alone because I hadn't really either. But we decided to watch it, and it's online for free. So go take a look. It's pretty fun. But I wanted to try something new. I have a book. Okay? 
mm-hmm. called the Muppets Character Encyclopedia. More than 100... What, Jack? Yeah? The segment is called Beaches Book Club. Oh, Continue. I love it. Mm-hmm. God. Welcome to Beaches Book Club. As we start from now on, possibly every episode with. I have a book, The Muppets Character Encyclopedia. It includes more than 150 Muppets and their description. Who knew there were that many? There are a lot of Muppets. I would have thought there was maybe, at most, 19. I wouldn't have have guessed more than seven. I I guess at this point, yeah, it makes sense. I would have said, at the absolute most, 24. What I want to do with this segment is turn to a random page in this book at the beginning of every episode and enlighten Jack and everyone in the audience about a new Muppet and the information that they bestow. So I'm turning to a random page. I have a character. This is Lydia the Pig. Lydia the Pig. I know exactly who that is. Lydia the Pig debuted on The Muppet Show, episode 102. Yep. So the second episode of The Muppet Show. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess she has a favorite tattoo, and that tattoo is of Washington crossing the Delaware. Uh, Lydia the Pig is putting the ink in oink, because I guess she is a tatted-up pig. Did you know that about her? No. Maybe I don't know who we're talking about. There she is. Yeah, okay. That's what. Yeah, I didn't know she I, had I tattoos. I guess she is covered that's in tattoos. Never noticed There's an that arrow before. pointing to her her limbs, and it says, Tattoos were done by Maury James. Okay. So there's a lot of lore with Lydia the pig. This reads, When Kermit decided to sing the classic tune, Lydia the Tattooed Lady... He arranged an open casting call for someone to dance the title role. By coincidence, a tattooed pig named Lydia showed up. Miss Piggy thought it was a little too much of a coincidence. How is it a coincidence if someone's responding to a casting call? And all, yeah, I mean. Sounds like the opposite of a coincidence. Like, dude, I just had this advertisement put up that I was selling my bed and all these people came to my house coincidentally to purchase it. Was what Miss Piggy jealous of Kermit, thinking that he wanted to, um, I guess the word I'll use is sleep with Lydia the pig? Wanted to make diapers with her? <laughs> Did she want to make stupid with Kermit? <laughs> yeah. Pretty as a picture. Lydia's tattoo of Andrew Jackson actually looks more like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Her tattoo artist reimbursed her for that one. This book reads. And then they have in the corner Statler and Waldorf saying quotes like, do you have any tattoos? Nope. I prefer to be the one doing the needling. Oh, boy. Got him with that one. Mm -hmm. Popular pig. Lydia ended her debut by showering Kermit with kisses. She was a smash hit but made only a few other appearances. Miss Piggy may have had something to do with that, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And here's a quote <coughs> of Lydia the Pig saying, Anybody know a good tattoo removal guy? Hey, anybody okay. know a good tattoo removal guy? Get a little Pete Davidson over here. Hey. Shut the <laughs> up. <laughs> I wouldn't say it. Shut the diapers up. That is all of the information on this page. Uh-huh. And that ends the segment of Isaac of Beach's book club. Mm-hmm. Did you think it went well? I liked the idea of that segment. I think you rolled a bum bum roll on on old Lydia. Not the most interesting of no. Muppets. I think we'll try it next time we record an episode. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work then, then this segment is done. Then we'll stop. Yeah, okay. But I do have a new segment that I hope that we don't have to do more than once. Okay. Regrettably, I have a segment that I would like to call Mourn It Up. Okay. It's a pun on Muppet Up. Muppet Down for a second. <laughs> I'm going to Muppet Down and mourn it right back up. On a Muppet Down note, I want to mourn. This segment, we would like to acknowledge and um, discuss uh, the life and the loss of uh, a few people of r- as of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
One of them being Charles Grodin, uh, one of the lead actors of The Great Muppet Caper and also just a great comedic actor over the years. Um, I've seen him in Midnight Run, another great film with, with Bobby De Niro. Uh, that one came as a shock. That one was a, was, a, was a sad one, Jack. I think he was great in Caper. I don't know if I've necessarily seen him in anything else. Um, I guess he was in the Beethoven movies with the dog. Didn't see those. You've never seen those? No. But regardless of that, quite the loss. It's a shame. Our condolences. And he will be missed by Muppet fans and others as well. The other person I would like to mention uh, is a fantastic artist and, and probably more subconsciously than I think and you probably you do too in inspiration to our visual art sure uh Eric Carl passed away today mm-hmm. which was a big shock to both of us it, yeah. I I uh had always loved his work and I always appreciated it I yeah. guess I I've, I've seen him on, on some muppet things that uh his work had been referenced and pointed out in multiple Sesame Street and Muppet productions yep um that one's a bummer damn shame the third person that passed we, away we would like to acknowledge on Mourn It Up, is, Muppet Down, is the actor who played Freddie Jones in my favorite movie of all time, School of Rock. He passed away today very suddenly at the age of 32 uh, by being uh, hit by a car while he was riding his bicycle. And that one was a real bummer real bummer to both Jack and I who have shared our love with, for this movie for this film School of Rock over the years uh and we are just, sad we're we're sad about it and we decided to watch this movie School of Rock again tonight probably genuinely for the 20th time I've seen it around the 20s yeah I've seen it so many times. I've seen the Broadway production of this film, the Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, production, which was referenced by Lydia the Pig, Pig. from earlier. <laughs> I'm Beastie Boysing you. I like that you're Beastie Boysing me. But um, we watched this movie, which genuinely is my favorite movie of all time, and I've I've said it time and time again. I like it. I like it. As much, if not more, than any Muppet thing, and mm-hmm. we could do a podcast about that. Also, I could, I would do a podcast about each minute of School of Rock, and it would be however many minutes that is mm-hmm. about around 120. Yep, uh, less than that. Yep, it would be, a, but there would be that many episodes. We watched it again tonight, Jack. How did it? How did it sit with you? Watching School of Rock again. I mean, it was fantastic. What what can you say? It, it really great. is one of the best. Uh, Seventeen years or eighteen years later, still fantastic. Do you remember the first up. time seeing it? No, I mean I've, I saw it so many times as a kid. I couldn't tell you. I remember where it it was when I first saw mm-hmm. it. I remember like the house I was in. I moved around more as a kid, and it was in this one house, and we were in our living room, and I was like. This is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. And the character, Freddy, was a pretty big inspiration for me because I was I later became a drummer and became mm-hmm. a, a, a huge fan of, of the drums, and, and that became a real passion for me. And, and when I was a kid, I really, really, really wanted to become a drummer, and that was absolutely influenced by... Freddie Jones's character and how I thought yeah. he was a cool punker, cool punk rocker. Yes. Um, then later I inherited a drum kit and that became a reality. And I was always kind of embarrassed to say that I wanted to become a drummer. But um, yeah, uh, his character was always uh, uh, always on my mind as a as a as an adolescent, and uh, definitely definitely sad that he had. Uh, suddenly passed away today. Mm-hmm. I guess we could give this movie Sweetums. I think it deserves it. 
The I, first non-Muppet movie. The no. first non-puppet movie. First like, non-puppet this is, movie. To, yeah. I, I know this is switching people. it up, but but this needs to be acknowledged, and this is important to both Jack and I. It's breaking news. It's breaking news that um, this film deserves to get a Sweetums ranking. So, Jack, how many Sweetums are you giving The School of Rock, Richard Linklater's 2003 fiction film written by Mike White, mm-hmm. starring Jack Black, yep. co-starring Mike White, yep. and Sarah Silverman, and Joe Q- Joan Cusack, mm-hmm. featuring a Miranda Cosgrove. Featuring Miranda Cosgrove, and basically an unrecognizable Amy Sedaris performance. I want to know your sweetums. I want to know your top three favorite School of Rock characters. And I want to know your favorite song featured in the film. Okay. Out of five sweetums, giving it five sweetums. If I could give it more, I would. Yeah. Five sweetums, great movie. Uh, well, the thing is you could give it more. Six. Just kidding. Five sweetums. My three favorite School of Rock characters are Ned Schneebly. Nice. Mike White, Ned Schneebly. Not that imposter Dewey oh. Finn. Oh. Ned Schneebly. The real Ned Schneebly, not Ned, Dewey Finn. Ned Schneebly. Schneebly. Jack Black. That's your second favorite? Yes. Okay. Dewey Finn. Okay. Third favorite, Tamika. Oh, okay. Tamika said uh, you uh, had potential. Maybe Lawrence. Maybe Lawrence over I Tamika. Love Lawrence. I I kind of want to backtrack, and I meant top three favorite kids, the students. Okay. Redo. Redo. Tamika, I, yeah. Lawrence, yeah. Zach. Tamika, Lawrence, Zach. Okay. Great. And what is your favorite song featured in... Like, from the soundtrack? From the soundtrack. And it can be the original songs. It, it can be. It can be if you want it to, but it also could be Back in Black. It's Bonzo Goes to Bitburg. Yeah. For sure. Great moment. Great musical cue. Great choice. Yeah. Later period Ramones song. Yeah. I think it's cool. a cool choice. I respect it. I'm going to answer the same questions that I proposed. Please do. And my answer for favorite song is also Bonzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed closely by a tie between Back in Black and the song that uh, Dewey Finn, Ned Schneebly, Mr. Schneebly, proposes originally for the School mm-hmm. of Rock. Yes. Um, but Bonzo... The Legend of the Rent. The Legend of the Rent. It was way past due. Mm-hmm. Way past due, Jack. Yeah. My top three favorite kids in this film are in in no order freddy ooh this is hard for me i love zach i love him as a character that really drives the plot of the film but i think i'm going to say lawrence freddy and you know Marco. what katie i'm going katie Liza Minnelli? No, uh, Katie's mean. the bass player. Oh, I'm going. I'm going. Katie's great. Lawrence, Freddie, and Katie are my top three favorite kids of School of Rock. I believe. Cool. And that's that changes every time. I love Tamika. Every time she busts out that vocal solo, I get mm-hmm. the chills and I tear up a little bit. I well up. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful moment. Yeah. She has broken through, and her character has become a stronger mm-hmm. and uh, more confident performer. And I think it's the most beautiful arc ever. Yeah. Jack? Mm-hmm. Might we take a break? Yeah, sure. This is going by very quickly. Yeah. Let's take a break. What, what, what are we going to hear during this break, Jack? We're going to hear a lovely advertisement for the mm-hmm. podcasting app Anchor. Mm-hmm. It's going to start something like this is an advertisement for the. Are you podcasting proud of that ad, Anchor? I don't. I want to. I don't have to listen to it, so I don't I think about it. Never listen to it. Everybody else probably skips it too, so e- it's skippable. It's very skippable ad. If you like the ad, maybe you could send us a letter over at eight two one Thomas Street Southwest Olympia nine eight five zero two Washington. Sure. 
Uh, and let us know if you like our ad or if you want us to maybe record another because we are well within our ability. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. It's definitely possible. Have I sworn? I don't know. I don't think I have. I don't think so. I've s- I w- would like to remain yeah, swearless. I, I, think, I don't think you have. Okay. Um, if you catch me, l- let me know. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that'd be stupid ridiculous if I did. Yeah. Anyways, we'll be back after these messages. Uh-huh. From us. Yeah. Take it away, Jack and Isaac. Uh-huh. Hey, welcome back to hey. Muff It Up. <laughs> good break, huh? Pretty good ad, don't you think? Yeah. We recorded that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Muppet News? Muppet. N- What's the Muppet News? The Muppet News of the week is, if I'm being completely honest, some mm-hmm. disappointing news. Uh, the Muppet News of the Week is that uh, Saturday Night Live did a sketch uh, that featured the Muppets. But featured the Muppets in air quotes, really, because those were not Muppets. Those were some... Um, ah, I can't swear, so... Those They're like the Muppets. They were like the Muppets. But they were worse than that? Yeah. They were not... They didn't look very good. They were knucking fuppets. They did not. They were not performed well. Uh, it was. Did you think the sketch was funny? No, no, I did not think it was funny. Do you want to maybe describe the sketch for us, Muppet uh, Uppers? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess the Happy Time Murderers sure, is what we yeah. decided. Yeah. I don't know. No one's. No one has. We res- don't know. You gotta respond. You gotta we need engagement, engage. please. Engagement, please. We don't know if you want to be called the Happy Time Murderers or not. Listen, guys. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Please talk to us. God, I want to say it. It's like it's like I have fire running through my veins because I want to swear so badly because I'm so passionate about the Muppets. But Jack, explain this sketch for us. Yeah, so it's Keegan Michael Key and Keenan Thompson, right? And they're uh, a couple of security guards uh, at the Muppet Theater. I guess and it was like if the Muppet Show was made today, because it featured Lily Tomlin, but like as old Lily Tomlin doing Grace and Frankie, mm-hmm. and yeah, continue. Sorry. Yeah, I thought you asked me to explain it. I. <laughs> I did ask you to explain, mm-hmm. but I felt like maybe you weren't getting to the nuances as uh, as much as I would wanted to. So I jumped in a little bit. So I kind of interrupted you so that maybe I could get a little bit more of a description. Okay. I'll try harder now. Uh, <laughs> okay. Lesson learned. Um, and... Uh, they are dealing with uh, the uh, those pesky hecklers, Statler and Waldorf, S-dub. and they're yelling at them. and And Kermit's mad, and uh, Keegan Michael Key keeps calling him Kramer, and the, he's a dragon, but he's not. He's Kermit he's the Frog. Kermit the Frog, yeah. And uh, you know what? What is the what is the bit? The bit is that they beat the shit out of Statler and Waldorf, and then reveal that they are puppets, but mistake them for. Um, uh, what veterans? Uh, no, but the uh, amputees. Yeah, but they also make a joke about them being veterans, as I believe. They do. I yeah. They do. Um, it it was not very good. No, the Muppets used to be a part of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in the seventies and probably in the eighties too. Were they that good then? Everything I've seen points to no. This was just like. I made Jack watch this because I had seen it already, and he said, like, how hard w- of it would have been to just get the real Muppets. They made bad versions of Statler and Waldorf and a bad version of Kermit and puppeteered it in a weird way where they had the cast members of SNL do the voiceovers but not have them be the puppeteers so the voice didn't match the performance of the, the carpet puppet. did not match the drapes so to speak not at all jack no 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 
it was a sloppy uh, sketch, and I did mm. not really enjoy it. Everyone seemed to talk about it. The one sketch that was written about from the episode that Keegan was posting, uh-huh. I saw right. on on different article or on different um, on different like internet blogs and all that. Uh-huh. Uh, was about this sketch. It was bad, and yeah. it sucks that uh, the news of the Muppets recently is um, some stupid people mm-hmm. doing diaper movies, <laughs> doing diaper sketches. Yeah, uh, using short-minded people. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And what was the other one I could use? Is there a new one I can diapers? Use? I use diaper. I said diaper sketch. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Can I say yogurt? Cr- can I say crap? No. Shoot. <laughs> I didn't say it. So therefore, mm-hmm. right. I'm still in the clear. Okay. Family friendly. Yeah, we're still family friending and goobshing redeemances. <laughs> what? What? We're still what? Family <laughs> friendly. And groomshing redeemances. <laughs> and grunfunchingly redanguses. <laughs> Grunge-funkingly redanguses. Mm-hmm. So, with this being a poorly constructed Muppet mm-hmm. sketch, that is of the now, mm-hmm. the brand new Muppet content mm-hmm. that we're seeing it's, is... It's, frankly, it's breach-dinkingly respungent. I would say so. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jack, for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. Incredibly, ringdingishly respungent, straight up respungent. But I want to move to now what this episode really is all about. Mm-hmm. It's Muppet Up goes Muppets go to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Jack, what are we here to talk about today on Muppet Up? Um, Muppets go Hollywood. What is Muppets Go Hollywood? We, we, we went over it. It's a one-hour CBS TV special. Well, yeah, we went over it, but we went over it 30 minutes ago. There was a break in between. The audience doesn't understand how to retain information, Jack. Mm-hmm. So please, okay, would you explain? Hey. I'm sorry. I haven't been able to swear this episode, and it mm-hmm. has made me... Um, boil up with rage. Yeah. And Freddie Jones died, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of... Um, Bilge pungent. I'm kind of diapered up right now. Uh-huh. What is Muppets Go Hollywood, Jack? <sighs> is this Grange Dangusly? <laughs> <laughs> Bleed dunk it. Michael uh-huh. Savanche. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sort of what a mundrangus for dunkily bunkles of fringes, bronzes, clumbity bungers. It's sort of a clumby, bumby, humby grumbles <laughs> sort of situation. <laughs> sort of a randangus bedunkle splungungers. <laughs> but can you can you explain the intricacies of the grunge money? Sure. Of the of the aforementioned grunge money. Uh sure. Of course. Um Muppets Go Hollywood is a is is uh it takes place it, it's sort of the premiere. It's the big opening party for Was it do you know if it's actually the premiere of the movie? I mean, it's like, not actually anything. No, it's not real. But is it like this air does this air before the Muppet it's movie? It's a promotion. It's promotional for the Muppet movie. Okay. Yeah. So they're showing the what first Muppet is movie. to come for the first Muppet movie. Yeah. Okay. Um and uh yeah so it's uh narrated briefly by Gary Owens and uh uh Dick Van Dyke is a central guest star along with uh he seems Rita like a, Moreno he is that seems her name? like a co-host they, the two yeah. of them seem like they're co-hosts. kind of the co-hosts uh. so they co-host it and they go around and they interview different people including Miss Piggy Kermit Jim Henson himself Paul Williams and uh others 
Yeah. And you also know. there are several musical numbers. Uh, it's kind of a, it's very similar to a normal Muppet show episode. It's like, it's like a Muppet show episode, but in the real world, it seemed. And there were dozens of celebrity guests. There mm-hmm. were ones that just showed up and weren't mm-hmm. a part of it. There was Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner, two, yep. two great men. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, Jesus. I'm oh, sorry. Keep it down. Can I say Jesus? Yes. Can I say J C? Jesus. Yes. Christ. Yes, but you can also just say Jesus. Jesus, Jack. One more time. Jesus, Jack. Yeah, that's fine. Jesus, Jack. No, I'm expressing <laughs> that Jesus is, uh, yeah, important. Uh huh. Jesus, Jack. Yes. It's like when you're sick and you're 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 on the brink of death. Mm-hmm. I just look at you in the eyes, and I've strapped you into your bed so that you don't uh, receive medical attention, like professional medical attention, because I'm a Christian scientist. Scientist, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I say to you, Jesus, Jack. Mm-hmm. And then you probably would die. Uh, other things that sort of drive the plot of this film is uh, Dick Van Dyke wanting to lay some pipe down on Miss Piggy. They did really talk about how Miss Piggy was like, am I allowed to say uh, I'd prefer it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe you could take this one. Well, I think you could get around it. Miss they really referred to Miss Piggy as a symbol of can I say eroticism? I'd prefer it if you didn't. <laughs> they really expressed that Miss Piggy was a symbol that her stupid areas were desirable. They were diaper They wanted sure. to rub diaper zones together. <laughs> and that was interesting. Uh, I feel like I'd never really thought of Miss Piggy as a um, huggable muppet, <laughs> a muggable huppet, uh-huh. but uh, that was a prominent mm-hmm. part of this television special. Um, there were weird point of view interviews that mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke and who's the other woman? Dick Van Dyke, Rita Marino, right? Dick Van Dyke and Rita Marino. I think so, right? Isn't that her name? I don't know. Let me look it up. Rita Marino, actress, West Side Story. Okay. It, there were all these point of view interviews with Marita Marino and Dick Van Dyke. And am I allowed to say Dick Van Dyke? Wait, but yeah, yes. Okay. But it's from the point of view of those people. That's what I meant. Yeah, it yeah. was point of view being the camera being them. Uh, Dick's eye view. <laughs> <laughs> um, of like. Fozzie Bear interviews and Miss Piggy, and it was kind of, I don't know, it was all right. But one thing that was pretty shocking about this live, part of it was shot like a variety show, like it's kind of a normal like Mm -hmm. concert, it seemed. Some of the ways they hid the the Muppets walking down the red carpet and doing these performances... Was pretty creative, yeah. like some creative like camera shots. When I get tricks. to the Sweetums, that's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. That I will mean, factor into my Sweetums. That later. will factor into my Sweetums. The creativity that the Muppet mm-hmm. and the Muppeteers, the puppet performers, mm-hmm. uh, took when when organizing this whole event was pretty impressive. And yes. there was never a point where you saw Jim or Frank or any of the other puppeteers mm-hmm. actually puppeteering the other Muppets. There were maybe times where it was like, there was that Rolf uh, ballad, yeah, and you saw about half of his body was cut off in black, uh-huh. um, because uh-huh. that's uh-huh. where they were. But mm-hmm. you saw his hands and his upper torso and his head, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was pretty good. Like they did a pretty good job. And this yeah. was 1979, mm-hmm. and this was a a CBS television special, and. They had been doing the Muppet Show for three years, and they were about to release the Muppet movie, the first one, and they did a pretty good job of doing this as a promotional premiere for the film. And I Mm -hmm. think it was overall an effective television special. Yeah, it was good for what it was. For what it was, it was pretty good. I'm 
absolutely sure that there are way worse Muppet television. Yeah, no, absolutely. One thing I noticed, though, was there was what seemed to me like an absence of Kermit. He was in it, but like he weirdly seemed distracted, which was weird because he's not real. Well, (laughs) every time, like when Kermit first made his appearance, he got out of a limousine Mm -hmm. and it was with Fozzie. And he seemed distracted. He seemed, but it was interesting because his it, mind was occupied. But it was like when you watch interviews with celebrities, human celebrities, they're like that. They're like that. It was. I couldn't tell if it was intentional or not. I couldn't tell it what was, was going kinda, on. I it th- was a trip. I thought it was kind of cool. Like he is Kermit, and the the end of this special um, results in them discussing sort of like you know the core Muppets, and then a few. Um, Tertiary Muppets. Yeah, tertiary Muppets. They are discussing how they would theoretically save money if they cleaned up the Coconut Grove after the party, after the big event. So Kermit is instructing Miss Piggy and Animal and whoever else to mop and pick Mm -hmm. up tables and blah, blah, blah. Uh, And that seemed like there were scenes where Kermit is Kermit and Jim is performing as, as Kermit. And he's there. Mm-hmm. But he was a little distracted. There's an absence of Gonzo. He's in Gonzo two shots. Gonzo is barely in it. It's, it's, it's a trip. Fozzie seems to be in it the amount that he would need to be. But other than that, it was really a piggy show. There's a lot of piggy. A lot of Statler and Waldorf. A lot of Statler and Waldorf because they were kind of at this table and it was this setup environment mm-hmm. for them to be in. But they took a lot of... Uh, uh, creative liberties with Piggy and put her at the front of the show. Yeah. When they had her be carried by those four men on that mm-hmm. big bed. Yeah. I that was I insane. don't know how they did that. I don't know how they Frank did that. Frank Oz huge a wizard. shout out to Frank Oz for mm-hmm. getting into very uncomfortable, seemingly uncomfortable positions. And I guess having a monitor down there, which at the time was even bigger than they are now, uh, and and going for it and doing a very good piggy performance. Great piggy. I mean, great piggy. Pretty insane. No wonder Dick Van Dyke wanted to. <laughs> now this may bring us to what was your game, Jack? Oh, I have a game. Yeah. Was uh, it about a guest star on the? It show? sure is. Yeah, Paul Williams. Well, not really a guest star because he worked on, you know, it was a behind the scenes kind of thing about Uh him writing Rainbow Connection. Paul Williams, a legendary songwriter. Yes. I've got two truths and a lie about him. Okay. And I'm to guess the lie. Yes. Okay. Uh, A, he is an actor in Baby Driver. B, he has not one but two adopted daughters. (laughs) And three, he skydove over a hundred times in the seventies alone. Okay. Two truths, one this lie. This is crazy. Paul the, Williams. Okay. I've seen Baby Driver one time, and I would love to see it again. It's a great movie. That seems like the outlier, I guess, immediately. The second one was that he has two adopted daughters. Mm-hmm. The third one that in the seventies alone he skydove one hundred times. Yes, <laughs> over a hundred times I think. Over one hundred times is what I said. Okay. I mean, the seventies for him were a good time. You know, he looked cool. He looked pretty cool. He had a great haircut, some stylish glasses. Mm-hmm. But Two beautiful adopted daughters. <laughs> But it was probably the time where he was doing the most cocaine. And jumping out of planes. Well, I think the two are related. And memorizing his lines for Baby Driver. I I mean, I want to guess that it is the Baby Driver thing. Okay. He's He's just a cameo in it. He's just He's an actor in it. He's in the movie. I want to guess that it's that, but part of me thinks, well, Jack could maybe try to dupe me with a sort of s- subtle one being the two adopted daughters. 
That skydiving one, I think that's the truth. I'm going to guess that is the you think truth. the craziest one is the truth? I don't think it's the craziest one. T- it's He's an actor in Baby... I don't remember him in Baby Driver. Okay, then what's, what are you guessing? What's your guess? <laughs> I'm going to guess that he has two adopted daughters. That that is... I'm going to guess you tried to dupe me. And, and you wanted the to that the lie is that he has two adopted daughters. Are you locking that in? Ah! It's that and the baby driver thing. For some reason, I'm like, yeah, he skydove a shit. A a diaper load. A diaper load. <laughs> Straight up diapers load. Yeah. A sh- mm-hmm. diaper load. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess that it is that he. Two adopted daughters. That that is the lie. That is the lie. Paul Williams has two daughters. Uh, he f***ed someone to yes! create them. He yes! those daughters Woo! were pumped straight out of his Pauly source. His pu- Pauly's puddle produced two pumps person two pumps per person one pump per person frankly he did skydive over a hundred times in the 70s wow and he is in baby driver as Do you the, remember him in baby driver? yes he is the guy who tries to who sells them the guns but then they <laughs> shoot him and huh. kill everyone because they I, were cop informants yeah i kind of remember the scene but paul williams Interesting. Mm-hmm. He is a. And he does not believe in adoption. <laughs> he is a medium-sized part of this film or this television special. He mm-hmm. sings a verse of Rainbow Connection. Mm-hmm. It is um, perfectly cut off by Kermit then taking over because that is the version I want to hear, and I don't want to hear him singing it. Yes. Uh, but it was kind of interesting hearing them. Like in Rainbow Connection to um, When You Wish Upon a Star with Jiminy Cricket. Mm. And I thought that was an interesting way how... That was interesting. How they were saying that Jiminy Cricket opens Pinocchio with this beautiful song that is a tone setter for the entire film. Mm. And they wanted Kermit to do the same thing. And I thought that was really cool. Um, And only makes me like the song even more. I think the song is incredible. And it's a classic, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, more trivia? Yes, Jack. A young Steve Whitmire makes a cameo appearance at one moment, sitting at a table in the foreground of a scene between sure does. Dick Van Dyke and Sam the Eagle. Pretty unrecognizable. And you're are you transitioning to saying no, Sam the Eagle? It says Sam the Eagle, and I read it, and then as soon as I said it, I was like, that's not how you I s- feel. You say Sam Eagle. I say Sam Eagle. What but about I Sam? Did I'm going to say it. Sam the American Eagle, because okay. apparently that's also, also an fine. option. Yeah. Which um, I don't agree with. Among some of the celebrity cameos that we haven't mentioned already, Liberace, Don Knotts, Liberace Ethel Merman. Liberace was funny in it. Liberace was funny in it. Phyllis Diller. Um, did I say Vincent Price already? Vincent Price. Sure. Donnie Most of Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of other... Peter Falk. Peter Falk, yeah. who you can't understand a word he's saying. No. It's, it's kind of a similar thing that, to what we're doing. Um <laughs> Uh, Peter Falk, what did you say? Well, mungingously for grandiously, <laughs> I believe in spungerding bungus in languages. Yeah, I was pretty... I didn't get it. Yes. Um, I'm reading some of this trivia on the Muppet fandom page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the side it says, popular pages. Muppet sex. Shall I click it? Muppet what? Sex. I can't say that word, but... But I can. <sighs> I don't want you to click it, but I... Think that you, yeah, you did. I clicked it. Okay, this is what it says. It's a short article. Wow, it's less short than I <laughs> it thought. It looks very long. It's Jack. very long. What do you mean short? But it's also, probably as long as the Muppets Go to Hollywood one. See also at the bottom: boob jokes, nether regions, naked Muppets, LGBT culture, are Ernie and Bert gay, and storks carrying babies. But let's see. Um, the opening thing says discussion and heavy innuendo is not commonplace in the generally family-friendly productions of the Muppets. However, 
the characters have referenced their sex lives and the concept of intercourse on occasion. Con concept of intercourse on occasion. Who who is spending their time writing this article? Um, Jack, can you swear a little bit less? For the love of no. God. No. Well, I'm I'm picking up your slack. Jack, it is your I'm mouth sorry. is is filthy. I'm sorry. My lord. Um. Let me read you some of the highlights of the references here. Appearing on her show in 1975, Kermit the Frog pr propositions Cher, quote, do you uh, fool around? Kermit says that? Kermit says that. To Cher? Yes. Do you what? Fool That's around. disgusting, Kermit. Ew, ewy. To Cher, ewy, 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 ewy. I'm so sorry to let you know that. This is a fun, this is a fucking funny one. Mm -hmm. During the end credits for Gonzo Presents Muppet Weird Stuff, the camera pans to a lava lamp prompting Gonzo's proposition to Camilla. We can neck oh. now. Necking usually refers to a particularly amorous form of kissing that often Ew. serves as foreplay. Ew. This is my favorite article of all time. Ew. Um, this is gross. It's pretty awesome. Um... Ugh. Gonzo, come on. Ordering dinner in a spoof of When Harry Met Sally in Muppets Tonight, Miss Piggy hysterically fakes a sneeze to prove a point to her dining companion, Billy Crystal. The original scene from the movie features Meg Ryan faking an orgasm, <gasps> an element closely emulated by Piggy in the recreation. Hmm. Well, that brings us right back in to Carl Reiner. Because his son, Rob Reiner, wrote and directed When Harry Met Sally. Here's another full circle moment. Please. The only Seinfeld babies sketch on Muppets Tonight <laughs> appears in episode 107 and features a parody of the fourth season Seinfeld episode, The Contest, mm -hmm. in which the main characters compete to see who can go the longest without masturbating. In a mashup with Muppet Babies, Muppets Tonight shifts the focus of the contest on seeing which of the babies can go the longest without pooping in their oh diaper. Oh, my God. Baby Kramer loses when he satisfyingly soils himself oh and no. announces, I'm out. Oh, no. Ew. So right back to diapers. Which you can say. They wrote that into an episode. This Ew. is why I'm very excited to watch Muppets tonight. I mean, we're thinking season two, or at least later in Muppet Up during our journey, we will start watching every episode of every television show that is Muppet related, including Fraggle Rock, The Muppet Show, and Muppets Tonight. And I mean, that could lead to Muppets now. I don't know. But. We'll find out. But anyway, that was disgusting, and I didn't like that at all. And this is not the beep and violent special, Jack. This is an episode on Muppets Go Hollywood. And Jack, I want to know what you're rating Muppets Go Hollywood, zero out of five sweetums. Um, um I mean, interesting question, don't you think? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I okay. mean, hey, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay, but it was a TV special. It wasn't a movie, so I can't compare it to the movies. No. And I can't compare it to the TV show because it's special. Well, let me just, as I recall, mm -hmm. you gave the and violence pilot uh -huh. three. I five. will give this then three as well. I. I couldn't agree. I think it anymore. is as good as that, which means it's not as good as the, m a lot of the movies, and it isn't as good as the show. But it is still a solid piece, a solid piece of Muppet hood. Seeing the Muppets in a different scenario than we normally do, surrounded by mm -hmm. a bunch of celebrities in what is trying to be sort of a real life situation it's like seeing them at the oscars or uh -huh. whatever red carpet thing that you know other celebrities would be on mm -hmm. uh which was fun tony's emmys grammys golden globes baftas you ever seen a bafta episode <laughs> no i have a life <laughs> i've seen it i've watched I've the baftas seen once 
I've never seen it. I watched the BAFTAs the year that Octavia Spencer won for her performance in The Help. I am also giving Muppets Go Hollywood 3 out of 5 Sweetums. It is a totally solid television special that the Muppets made. It is probably, and from my memory, much better than a lot of the other Muppet television specials. And it's like a kind of a classic. And it's also fun to see them promoting arguably the best Muppet movie on television and talking about the creative process and the songwriting process of making that movie. And I just enjoyed seeing that as a big Muppet fan. I recommend just going and skimming through it on YouTube. It's about 45 minutes. And it's, it's more like 47. I th- I thought it was 46, but I said 45 just to make it kind of more palatable 47. for audience. Is it 47? Speci- I think it's like 46 something. It's like 47 something. Is it? I think. Is it really? Frankly, I do think so. Yes. Go check it out. It's it's kind of fun. It's good. There's some highlights. I like it. And you don't really have to go out of your way to watch it. No. I'm giving it three out of five Sweetums, Jack. Three out of five Sweetums. Totally. Agreed. Solid. We are on the same page. Good today. work. Absolutely. Yes. And with that, that brings our review of Muppets Go Hollywood to a close. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Muppet Up. And we'll see you next time. And as always, keep, keep moving, moving right, right along. Don't sing it. They'll, I'll play it. I'll edit it in. Stop it. Stop it. I'll edit it Moving in. right along in search of good times and good news. With good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. Opportunity knocks once. Let's reach out and grab it. Yeah. Together we'll nab it. We'll hitchhike bus or yellow cabbage.